Hello, this is Leslie, and this is episode two of the Glow with the Flow podcast. And I haven't done one of these in a minute. I took a little break uh, just to kind of get my head together. But today I was at work and I came across somebody who kind of inspired me to to speak on depression. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like most of us um, battle with some type of depression or anxiety um, at different levels. And we just don't like to talk about it because of the stigma that goes along with it, right? Like people think that just because you're battling with depression, like, oh, something's wrong with you or you're crazy or something like that when that's not true everybody goes through emotional highs and lows some you know uh handle it better than others and i think that you know if i'm going through something i feel like if if i'm strong today or if i'm going through a period of my life where my depression is gone and i'm strong it's you know i should help somebody else who's weak right now because who knows maybe in a year or two they'll be strong and I'll be weak and I just feel like we should all just help each other out um, with stuff like that but anyway so I was at work today and there was a uh, somebody who came in and he was talking about he was dealing with some depression issues and um, he was trying to get clear to go back to work because uh, he was dealing with some mental health issues in the past and everybody at my job was kind of treating him like he was just kind of a pain because oh this guy's just crazy like we don't do mental health here and just kind of annoyed with him and my heart kind of broke for him because that's how people get treated who are dealing with the mental illness they get kind of like swept under the rug like like oh whatever like this person is just whatever you know and it's it's really sad that people get treated that way people want you to act like nothing's wrong and when there is that only feeds the that only feeds the depression or the anxiety and people just don't understand um anyway so when i was checking him into the room i was talking to him and asking him what was i asked him what was happening with him and he said that he tried to commit suicide um a few months ago because he was in a relationship that ended very very badly and it kind of took me back to when I was going through that. I went through a, a very hard breakup, which I ended myself, but I was very much in love with this person. And I've spoken about this in a few other uh, podcasts that I have, um, but it just weighs heavy on my heart because that was the first time I had ever felt that way. Um, I've always been kind of the black sheep of my family. I've never really um been close to my family and so because of that I've always felt like alone in this world like nobody really understands what I'm feeling or what who I am or why I am the way that I am if anything my mother would kind of uh you know be mad at me because I wasn't who she wanted me to be and so I always felt kind of like a failure because of that and so I've always kind of been like a people pleaser Um, as an adult because I wanted so desperately to be loved as a kid and I wasn't so um, 
So I put up with this relationship that was just toxic for me because I just wanted to be loved, right? I feel like that's a lot of us make that mistake. And talking to that person today just kind of reminded me that we have to, I had to learn the hard way that we have to love ourselves. And I was talking to one of my good friends and he said, what does that even mean? Love yourself. What does that mean? And I think that for me, it means that you have to kind of, what's the word? You have to be okay with being alone. We have to be okay with being rejected. We have to go out into the world and understand and accept that not everybody's going to be nice to us. Not everybody's going to care about us. Actually, most people aren't. And we have to be okay with that because we love ourselves. So if you're in a relation, the next time you find yourself in a relationship. Okay, so let me take it back for a minute. So when I got into this toxic relationship and any other relationship, now that I've come to realize this um, after this breakup, I'm so grateful for that breakup because I, I realized a lot. And I realized that we go into relationships, why? Because we don't want to look within ourselves. We don't want to deal with ourselves. We don't want to be alone because now we have to face ourselves. So we go into these relationships or, or whatever thinking, oh, this person's going to make me happy or this person makes me happy and they're going to make, and I'm going to make them happy. So already you're, you're putting stress on the partnership. You can't go into a relationship and with the idea that this person's going to make me happy. That's not their responsibility to make you happy. It's not, no, it's nobody's responsibility to make me happy. It's nobody's response. It's not my responsibility to make somebody else happy. We have to be happy with ourselves first. And I spent a long time alone, um, trying to, it's hard. It's so hard. I spent so much time alone trying to get used to this idea because my entire life I was thinking to myself, if I fall in love and get into a relationship, then I'll be happy. And that's not true. You're just going to, you're just setting yourself up for, for disaster, for heartbreak, because you're going in there with the expectation. You're putting a lot of expectations on this relationship, on this person. We have to be happy being alone and being with ourselves so that when we find ourselves in a relationship, um, we're okay. We're okay with, if that person's upset, we're okay. We don't go into some weird frenzy, like, oh my God, I'm going to lose this person. We start freaking out. And then when it ends, now we're in this deep depression and we don't know how to get out of it. That's an awful cycle that a lot of us keep doing. I think that everybody should practice being alone and being okay with being alone and being okay with being rejected. And I don't mean like be a jerk. Like I don't give a fuck about anybody. I'm, I'm alone. Like that's a shitty attitude. Also, I know somebody, I know a lot of people like that. A lot of guys like that, that are like, Oh, you know, I don't care. Um, like fuck that bitch. I don't give a fuck. Like that's, that's not what I'm talking about either. Like you have to be open to accept somebody's love and also okay with with it if it doesn't work out and still be a gentleman and be a, a decent human being and you know bow out like a gentleman you don't or a lady you don't have to be you don't have to fight everything doesn't have to end on a bad note and you don't have to feel so rejected 
if somebody doesn't want to be with you. So I think that that's, that that's really important. Um, in order for a relation before you even start a fresh relationship, but going back to the depression stage. Um, so when I ended my relationship and I was still in love with this person, it was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. Ending a relationship that I still wanted to be in. I wanted this person to be who I wanted him to be. And I, I didn't want to accept that he wasn't, I wanted him to be, the person that I was going to be with forever and he's not. And, um, it took me a long time to accept it. And now that I have, I look back and think, what, why was I so obsessed with this person? He's not even special. <laughs> he's not even special. He didn't treat me any special, any different than any other guy has. He was a narcissist. He didn't, he was, there was nothing special about this person. I don't know why. I do know why actually I was holding on to this person because I was lonely and I wasn't okay with being alone. And I wanted to force this person to make me feel loved when he wasn't, he wasn't ready or willing to do it. Um, so anyway, I found myself in this very, very deep depression that I've never felt in my entire life. Um, I was suicidal. Even I thought about killing myself and it was weird because it just made sense. Kill, dying and not being here just made sense. It's hard to describe. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know. It just felt like, what is the point? It's it's hard to describe. Um, but it was a very, very dark place. And I just felt like nothing mattered. I felt like I was never going to feel any better. I felt like I was going to be this way. I was going to feel this this bad forever. And what how, what an awful way to live. So, um, I started to, I still remember the day I remember I was, I was, it wasn't just the breakup. It was the fact that my family, I really had no emotional support, uh, from anybody around me. Like my friends, just my friends, but like my family and my mother and my brother didn't understand. I, I went through a time when I wasn't even speaking to my brother who I felt the closest with, you know, um, realizing that my brother might not care about me as much as I did was also a hard pill to swallow because I've always kind of felt like he and I had a really deep connection and to feel like I have to accept that maybe we don't maybe he's not happening on his end I felt like out of all the people on this planet who I feel um you know like again with my family not being close to them and everything I felt like my brother was the one person that did understand and then as we got older and became adults, we kind of grew apart and having to accept that was hard too, because now I felt really alone. Um, but anyway, so I was going to that breakup. It felt awful. Um, I was working like 15 hours a day and I didn't have anywhere to live because I, my lease ended at my one place. And so my daughter and I were living out of a hotel room and it was crazy expensive. And I did not know how I was going to keep it together. And during that time frame, I snapped and I had a mental breakdown. And I still remember I got off work early. My daughter was playing on her PS4 and I fell asleep. I took a nap. Um, and then when I woke up, everything just felt different. I felt like just disconnected from reality. It was weird. Like I felt like I was in a weird, like hazy, uh, 
like reality or something. It, it was really strange. And then I, I read up that that's like, um, what's it called? It's called, like, I think it's called a uh, dissociation or something. And it happens a lot when people are depressed. So I was scared. I was freaking out. I thought I was losing my mind. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any health insurance. I, I didn't have anybody to turn to. It was crazy. And so I spent the next six months just kind of in a, in a bubble. And I, I developed these weird phobias too. Like I didn't want to be alone. I was terrified of being alone. Even, um, when my daughter would go to school, I'd have to drive. There was days that she missed school because I was so scared to drop her off and be alone in my apart in my house. And so, um, I would have panic attacks, I was having panic attacks. I, I called my ex to come spend the night with me or spend the day with me because I was so terrified. I did not know what to do. So I, that wasn't working. So I clearly, right. So then I, um, I just threw myself into what I knew from before, which was yoga and meditation. I was disconnected from it. But I threw myself into it just in, in, in a state of desperation. The doctor put, I went to see a doctor and the doctor gave me some antidepressants and I don't, I'm not really for medications. I, I think that we can, a lot of things like, like that, like depression and anxiety and certain other little things we can, we can heal naturally. So I, I took like two pills and I felt so weird. I felt like a zombie and I was like, I don't want to do this. So I threw myself every day I would force myself to work out, to do yoga. I would get up in the morning. I would take a cold shower. I would do all kinds of research of how I can heal myself naturally. I would take cold showers. Um, I would uh, do yoga. Then I would go for a run or, or go to the gym. And then I started to notice that I didn't feel terrified to be alone anymore. That slowly started to go away. Um, it took about two weeks of every day working out and, and yoga and meditation. And so that was my routine. Get up, take a cold shower, yoga, drop off my daughter at school, go to the gym and work out as, as much as I can, as hard as I could, and then come home, meditate, take another shower. And then I would read or, or whatever. And then, um, I would pick her up and then she and I would hit the gym together. And then, so I was like burning up a lot of energy and, um, I realized that exercise along with a meditation worked wonders for me. Again, it took time though. It wasn't like an overnight thing. It took like a couple of weeks. And then that, that, that fear of being alone was gone. And I, my panic attacks stopped. And then I went to go see a therapist and I told her what I was going through. And she was just shocked. She said, you are so mentally strong. She was like, for you to have gone through that by yourself and weren't hospitalized or weren't, um, you know, cause with, for the first six months I was just in my, by myself trying to figure out what was happening with me. Because if you, if you pay attention, your body tells you what exactly it is you need. We just ignore it, but your body knows what it needs to heal. We just have to listen. We just have to tune in and listen. Um, I'm reading a book right now called uh, Death and Inside Story by Sadhguru. Um, and I absolutely love it. I've only read the first two chapters so far, but it's so good. And there's a, a passage in the book that I want to read. 
that I want to share because it's just that good. So in the book, it says, in today's world, because of impact of technology, the energy allocated to physical activity is mostly used by is mostly unused by people. So if you were on this planet 200 years ago, the level of physical activity that you would be performing naturally um, to fulfill your daily to fulfill your day to day requirements would be at least 20 times higher than it is right now. In the tribal village near the Isha Yoga Center, no one has sleep disorders. They put in so much physical activity that by bedtime they are ready to die. If they just put their head down on a pillow, they will fall asleep. If you happen to travel on Indian roads, it is common to see laborers traveling on top of loaded trucks. They would have loaded some stones or bricks or some other material into the vehicle, and they would also be traveling into a load at the destination. Usually you will see them fast asleep, lying on bricks or stones. This is because they have used up all of their energy. Now, if you initiate them into a meditation, they can easily meditate. Usually you will see that it is the, you will see that it is usually the educated people who cannot sleep or meditate or sit in one place because they are not using up their allotted physical energy. When they don't use it up, they cannot sit in one place. Um, so if you notice, uh, people who work out, uh, like cycling, rock climbing, all that's kind of gaining, gaining popularity. And it's not only for fitness. Most realize that by just being in a demanding activity, that they sleep, think, and act better. And I can speak from experience that that is 100% true. When I don't work out, when I don't uh, do yoga or meditate or, you know, kind of use up my energy doing something, something physical, we, I think, feel like we need physical, physical activity every single day. When I go days without working out, I just, I feel, I can feel the shift. I feel so different. I just feel like antsy. Like I can't, like I can't sit still. Like I, I need to do so. I, I feel like I need to go run or I need to go do something or squats or run up juice bleachers or something. And that I could, that couldn't be more true. Um, so I think that with the, that goes hand in hand with, you know, depression and anxiety. If you, if you're working out every single day, um, sure. You might feel a little anxiety, right? It's, it's normal but it's not going to be overwhelming to where you can't sleep and now you can't think and now you're like in this foggy haze. So anyway, the point of this whole, of this whole episode is, um, with the depression, I feel like if we just take, take it day by day and just slowly just remind yourself to work out, remind yourself to do a little, a little, uh, meditation to get your mind right to silence the mind from all the the clutter and noise that's in it every single day um i think that there'd be a lot less cases of depression or it would be a lot easier to manage you know life today we can't just get away from our responsibilities we can't just like run away from work or or whatever, but there's ways to protect our energies and protect ourselves from falling apart or burning out. And I've done it twice. I've, I've 
when I was younger, when I was like 15, I was in a car accident. So I had like some PTSD and I started, that's when I started having panic attacks and I, and I beat it. I got rid of it completely with training my brain to relax when I started to panic and it was not easy, but it really worked. Fast forward, you know, what, um, 20 years and I, I've done it again. And this time it was harder because the first time I was just depressed. I mean, I was just anxious this time now I was battling a dip, a deep, dark depression that I've never felt before to the point where like, I, I, it made sense for me to kill myself and, um, slowly just kind of, we know what's right and wrong and forcing yourself to do what's right for you and what's good for you. By the time you know it, you're going to feel so much better. Um, and it, it kind of creeps up on you. It's not even anything like, like, it's definitely not like, oh, I've been meditating and I feel like a complete, like now I feel like a, a transformation in a day. Like, no, it's a gr very gradual, it's a very gradual shift. So you, as long as you're doing it every day, you'll notice like, oh, wow, you know, I feel really good. I don't, I don't haven't, I haven't been panicking. I haven't been anxious. Like you'll start to notice the decisions that you make are based on trust and love and not fear and anxiety. It's kind of incredible. And I highly recommend everybody to try it and do it at least for 30 days and see how it feels. Cause it's just, it's life changing. If only more people knew or more people had the patience to practice it daily, the world would be so much different. And that's all I got to say tonight. Good night.